This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. All right, folks, you've been waiting for it. I'm here to deliver the best football show, a daily podcast, 10, 15 minutes. I'm sitting here. I'm Baldy. I do Baldy's breakdowns for all 32 teams in the league. I announce a live football game every single Sunday. I was at MetLife Stadium yesterday to watch the Jets take down the Eagles. I want to talk about that game. I want to talk about what the 49ers ran into when they went to Cleveland this weekend. So I'm going to give you 10, 15 minutes every day. I'm here on the third floor at NFL Films. I have access to every single game, uh, every single play of every single game. And I sit here all day Monday and Tuesday and a lot of Wednesday, and all I do is study these games. And I just want to tell you and give to you what I see. So let's start. Let's start at the Meadowlands. Let's start at MetLife Stadium on Sunday at 425 when the Eagles and the Jets got it on. Because I talked to the defensive coordinator of the Jets before the game, Jeff Ulbrich. And he came up to me, I don't know, an hour before kick. And he just looked at me and he goes, what would you do today, Baldy? Because the Jets were without Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Eccles. They're top three corners. They're two outside corners and they're nickel corner. So they were playing guys literally right from the practice squad, like Tay Hayes and Craig James, guys that hadn't played a down of football all year long. And they were asked to play a lot yesterday. They were asked to play Michael Carter, uh, their start, uh, a slot corner, start him on the outside against guys like A.J. Brown, and take Bryce Hall, who's been their you know, fourth corner all year, and have him start in place of Sauce Gardner. So it was a tall task, but the Jets are up to it. And how'd they do it? I mean, the Jets – Gave up the opening drive. The Eagles went 19 plays, 88 yards. They fumbled down the goal line. Uh, but evidently, Jalen Hurts got the ball across the goal line. 
legally after a, a long, long examination that C.J. Mosley looked like he punched out. But anyways, they're down 7 nothing. But to be honest with you, the Jets just kept fighting. They just never gave up. Offensively, they scored one stinking touchdown the whole day. Brees Hall, an eight-yard touchdown run, where the, the, the Eagles let them score so they could get the ball back. So how'd they do it? Well, they had three Jalen Hurts interceptions. They forced a fumble. They pressured Jalen Hurts all day long. And so it starts up front for this whole Jets team. So you look at Jermaine Johnson in his second year is becoming a force. Bryce Huff is a Bugatti coming off the edge. Like those two guys, Quinn and Williams, coming off a monster season last year and a monster contract in the offseason. Uh, John Franklin Myers, like Solomon Thomas, Quinton Jefferson, Will McDonald the fourth. Get to know these names. They're going to be household names. The Eagles know who they are now. The Eagles sure know who they are because they got after Jalen Hurts. They forced him from the pocket. They made him run. They made him extend plays. Sometimes he made good plays on the run, and sometimes he didn't make good decisions. So you look at the first interception that was by Quinnen Williams. It was a screen to Dallas Goddard. But Jermaine Johnson was the rat in the middle of the field on that. He didn't rush. They had an overload pressure coming. Jeff Albrecht dialed one up. And when they went to Goddard, here comes uh, Jermaine Johnson across the formation, pops it loose, and Quinn and Williams doing what good defensive linemen do. They trail the play. They turn back and they retrace their steps and they get after it. And the loose ball was popped up in the middle of the field and Quinn and Williams came down with it. That was one interception. Then Jermaine Johnson got to the arm of Jalen Hurts and the ball popped up and Bryce Hall, for the second week in a row, comes up the key takeaway. Last week in Denver, he got the fumble recovery that was forced by Quincy Williams, went to the house for a touchdown against Denver to put that game on ice. This week, he comes up with an interception. And then finally, the last interception came in the final two minutes of the game on third and 10. And the Eagles, if they get the first down, they're going to take a knee and win the game. But Jalen Hurts tried to force the ball into a pure straight zone defense. And, a, you know, a safety that is just an unbelievable, had an unbelievable day yesterday for the New York Jets was number 22, uh, Tony Adams. Tony Adams was all over the field. And he comes up with the interception, runs it back, I don't know, 45 yards to the eight-yard line. Brees Hall would score in the next play. Every time the Eagles started to drive, the Jets took it away. And they forced a fumble as well. So it was a great day of taking the ball away. And really defensively outside of the front, like you got to hand it to Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley. They may be the best tandem of linebackers in football. Maybe Quincy Williams is the best linebacker in football right now. He's everywhere. He never comes off the field. He's got speed to the ball. He might be the fastest linebacker. Him, Roquan Smith, there's a couple guys in that category, but not many. And then just, gosh, the guys, Craig James defended a pass in the end zone. It could have been a touchdown. You know, Tay Hayes out there just scrambling and hustling, you know, defending a ball on the sideline. I mean, they just got great effort. And you could see it. You know, even when the Jets were losing 14-12 to and 14-3 to and all this stuff, 
You know, the Eagles did not score a single point after five minutes and 39 seconds to go in the second quarter. They shut that offense out. It was defense. And so, look, I mean, uh, you got to give credit, okay, to some certain people on the offense, too, for the Jets. Um, the quarterback, Zach Wilson, played great. You know, it, like he missed throws and he missed open receivers, but he didn't turn the ball over, took care of the football, scrambled for first downs. Um, he's played three pretty good football games in a row. And really maybe the most – the craziest thing I saw all day at MetLife Stadium was out there before kickoff was Aaron Rodgers after Achilles surgery, not in a boot, not in a cast, not on crutches, but in tennis shoes throwing the football and holding court, talking to Sauce Gardner, talking to DJ Reed, Darius Slay, just holding court, talking football before the game. But honestly, like, he's never had Achilles surgery. Now, is, does he still walk with Olympia? But it looks like the healing process, it's on the way. So that was the game at MetLife Stadium. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, Eagle fans in the stadium, Jet fans in the stadium, nobody leaving, coming down to the final minute. In fact, Nick Sirianni made a decision, like I said, after the Tony Adams interception and run, the Eagles had the ball first and goal at the eight-yard line of the Eagles. Sirianni had uh, two timeouts left. The Jets could have just taken a knee and burnt both timeouts and then ran another play and run 40 seconds off the clock and walked out um, Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, and kicked a field goal to go up 15-14. And they would have kicked off, and the Eagles would have had the ball maybe 40 seconds to go, not much. So Nick Sirianni made a, a really good decision, hard decision. Defense, let them score. Let Brees Hall go and score. It's the only touchdown the Eagles or the Jets scored all day long. But it was a good decision because the, the Eagles did get the ball back. They couldn't, they couldn't do the deal. They couldn't take the ball down the field against that Jets defense one last time. Um, even with a couple timeouts, they couldn't take the ball down the field and punch it in against the Jets. So credit the Jets defense minus Sauce Gardner, minus DJ Reed, minus Eccles, minus the right tackle, Ali Vera Tucker. They lost their starting right guard, Joe Tipman, in the first quarter. I mean, they were thin, but they rallied, and they got themselves to 3-3. Three and three. And it was a great team victory for Robert Sala and his Jets and everybody that stepped up. So that was one of the un, one of the teams that went down, one of the unbeatens that fell. The other team that was unbeaten that fell were the 49ers to the Cleveland Browns. And it's actually a phenomenal game plan that Jim Schwartz had for the Cleveland Browns. Here's what he did. And really, I don't know if it's a blueprint because not everybody has Cleveland Brown personnel. If you look at the stats, Miles Garrett didn't, you know, wasn't all world, and Zadarius Smith wasn't all world, and they didn't intercept a ton of passes. They didn't do any of that. They did intercept one ball, Fred Warner, two balls, I'm sorry. Fred Warner got one, classic Fred Warner play, and uh, Lenore got one. But for the most part, the Cleveland Browns defense played great. So with that, how'd they do it? 
So the 49ers run pre-snap motion on over 80% of the plays. And a lot of teams are afraid to play press man coverage against that because they've always got guys moving, who's up, who's back, where are they lining up, what's the final formation, all that kind of stuff. Cleveland said, we're going we're gonna to man them up. We're going to man up Debo. We're going to man up uh, Brandon Ayu. We're going to man up George Kittle. We're going to go up against their best, and we're going to go up, and we're going we're gonna to press them, and we're going to make Brock Purdy make perfect throws, and he couldn't do it. Worst game that Brock Purdy ever played as a 49er was Sunday in Cleveland. And you look at Martin Emerson, who had a great day, plus an interception. You look at Denzel Ward. You look at Greg Newsom, Grant Delpit. They manned these guys up. And the other thing is the 49ers love to run in-breaking routes. You see all these pretty passes from Brock Purdy to Debo and to Ayuk, and they're, they're catching them on the run across the middle of the field. Well, the Cleveland Brown said the most valuable real estate in a football game is the middle of the field, and they took it away. Now, that's the secondary. Secondary took the in-cuts away. Martin Emerson, the interception on an in-cut to Ayuk, um, defending Ayuk in the middle of the field, getting the ball out, Denzel Ward all over the field. They pressed the 49ers receivers. Now, with that, they also blitzed. And if you watch Jeremiah Owuso-Koromoa, I think he played his best game as a Cleveland Brown. Like, he's always had crazy – Cat quickness, but they blitzed him off the edge. He got a, a sack. He got uh, an intentional grounding call that put the 49ers in a bad spot. Um, you look at guys like uh, uh, Grant Delpit. At, they pressed the line of scrimmage. Andrew Walker, um, JOK, um, Rodney McLeod. They pressed the line of scrimmage in the run game and getting after Brock Purdy. And it was a combination where, okay, Christian McCaffrey got a couple of runs, but they also got Christian McCaffrey out of the game. Debo Samuel got a couple of runs, got a couple of catches. He didn't finish the game. They ran into a physical Cleveland Brown team. The dog pound was going crazy. And the 49ers, who were the number one offense in football, never scored less than 30 points a game in any of the first five games. They averaged 3.9 yards per play. They were three for 12 on third downs. They had a grand total of 215 yards. They forced the action. And yes, Miles Garrett had a good game, but he's went up against Trent Williams. It was kind of, you know, Miles Garrett didn't change the game the way some people might have. All right, let's go look at the box score. Let's look at the stats. Miles Garrett must have dominated. He didn't do that. Zanarius Smith didn't dominate. Dalvin Tomlinson didn't dominate, but they dominated the line of scrimmage as a defense, as a team defense. And it was really impressive. Nobody, Dallas got run out of the gym last week. Nobody has, you know, the Rams battled them tough. Seattle, like all these teams battled tough against the 49ers, but nobody did what the Browns did. And it's really a, um, it's a marriage between pass rush and guys getting after the quarterback, whether it's front four or blitz, and then sticky man coverage behind it. And then the secret sauce is Jim Schwartz coming up with certain types of blitzes. And, you know, whether it was Jeremiah Owuso, Cormo were coming off the edge two different times with two huge splash plays. You know, now look, the 49ers missed a 41-yard field goal at the end that could have won the game. The Jets missed a chip shot field goal that could have won the game. All those things, yes, 
they still had a chance to win. But ultimately, these two teams knocked off the unbeatens, the, the power teams in the NFC, the teams that met in the NFC championship game a year ago, the Eagles and the 49ers fighting for supremacy in the NFC and supremacy in the NFL, and they all fell back to earth this weekend because they ran into defenses that took their strengths away, and they reduced two quarterbacks that are at the top of the leaderboards with how they have played, and they made them look pedestrian. And that's a credit to Jeff Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator of the Jets, and that's a credit to Jim Schwartz, the new defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, and taking what they have and putting a game plan together that neutralized and nullified some of the big plays' ability of both the Jet uh, of both the Eagles and the 49ers. And that's the best football show there is. Right from the film room at NFL Films, from Baldy's Breakdowns to you, look forward to coming to you every single day, giving you whatever I see, and just verbalizing what I've been watching here for the last six hours in my film room. And I'll come back to you every single day and give you what I see, and I'll translate it and simplify it for all you fans out there. Catch, catch this on all Odyssey uh, stations and wherever you catch your podcast. We'll be here every day. We're not going away. We're here for you, the fans, and for all the followers of this great American game.